Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies, and I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Happy holidays, everyone. I am recording this between Christmas and New Year's. Originally, I wanted to intentionally take a couple weeks off from the podcast and use this time to be really intentional, zoom out for my life and, you know, just do a lot of nothing, get a lot of rest and relaxation. And that's what I've been doing. But I've also been learning so much from the process in working with this amazing acupuncturist and massage therapist who I just started working with here during the break. And I have so much to share. And I thought the timing was really apropos because it's December 30th, meaning that for most of us, we have at least a couple of days until we have to go back into our normal everyday lives. So it's actually a really nice time to do a two-day stress cleanse. I've been working on my own version of this over the past few days and it feels so, so good. And I will continue onward with a lot of these habits that I've been setting. But what I found in this experience is that it really just took me two days of doing a bunch of practices to feel completely different. And it was kind of amazing because I've definitely been in a stressful pattern in my life the past couple of years of getting reset off the ground. And even further, I think I've mostly been living a pretty stress-based life, you know, my whole adult plus childhood existence. And I've been really working on breaking a lot of these habits and retraining my body to learn what it feels like to be in rest and digest versus fight or flight. So we'll talk about all these things today, but essentially this episode is here because I really, really want to encourage all of you to take some intentionality and mindfulness with these precious, beautiful last few days of the break and to do something really great for yourself, which may be this two-day stress cleanse. So let me start at the beginning. First, I'll share my personal experience, and then I'll get into what my acupuncturist has shared with me and some of the science that I've been learning and reading about. And then finally, in this episode, we'll talk about how to apply some of these tools and to create a little schedule and agenda for two days of a stress cleanse. And, you know, what I wanted to say is that you don't have to just do the stress cleanse. You can live your everyday life, your normal existence, and you're basically just folding in some practices in the day. So don't feel like, you know, you need a whole 48 hours just strictly devoted to this. It's actually quite nice if you're doing some of the normal habitual routines that you normally do so that you can see how this new way of living can seamlessly fit into your ordinary existence. Okay, so I have felt really out of it recently. I have been working so hard, have had so much on my plate, 
And I started to notice that the muscles in my neck and my shoulders were really, really tight as they always are. But I've also gotten like two or three massages in the past month. And usually those help to iron out the kinks, but they weren't really helping in this regard. And I also noticed that I was holding a lot of tension in my jaw as well. And you know, grinding my teeth at night and that my digestion was off. These are all classic signs of stress. And I was also noticing too that my hair on the top of my head was a little thinner than it normally is. And so things that I know have been indicators of stress in the past. In fact, when I was 27, I was so stressed out with my job working at a tech startup that I had literally a quarter-sized bald spot on my head from where my hair had fallen out from stress. So I'm really aware of this feeling. And I think I live with a underlying amount of low latency stress all the time. I actually think a lot of us do. So when I went to my acupuncturist, I didn't really think that much of it. I just went because I love getting acupuncture and I'm here in Canada in this town called Victoria, which has a lot of great holistic services. And, you know, it's so much cheaper in Canada (laughs) versus New York. Plus, you know, you're paying in American dollars, Canadian prices. So the whole thing just amounts to being this tremendous financial deal. I always love getting a deal. So I found this person who for 90 minutes did a combination of cupping, acupuncture, massage, and and aromatherapy. And it felt so, so good. And as she was working, she pointed out things that I've always kind of thought were normal and have just gotten used to, but she seemed fairly alarmed about, like the tension in my neck and my shoulders and the tension in my jaw. These are things that I've always lived with and have never really thought were a huge issue because they're just me. She said, you know, you are living with a tremendous amount of stress. And I don't think that your body knows how to relax. So what she is having me do is retrain my body to be in a relaxed resting state, as opposed to always defaulting into fight or flight. So what that means is essentially our nervous system has two ways that it can function. The first is the parasympathetic nervous system, and that is what's called rest and digest. And that is when you feel really relaxed, everything is going fine in your life, you can digest your food properly, you can sleep well, and your brain is then free to do these higher cognitive level functions like critical thinking and creativity. And then you have the other side of the house, which is the sympathetic nervous system. And that is what happens when we are under tremendous stress. And it is when our fight or flight responses activate. And we've all heard that term. And it's essentially us feeling like we are in danger. We need to either run from a situation or to be aggressive and to attack. And that feeling is when everything in the body starts to speed up. 
the heart rate increases, the pupils dilate, we become more tense and more alert. And what the body does is it shifts its functions from, you know, the not critical components of resting and creativity and higher level cognitive thinking. And it deploys all of its resources instead to the critical functions of essentially survival. And when I say survival, I don't mean literally survival, like you're being attacked by a wild cougar somewhere <laughs> or, you know, someone's chasing after you down the street, wanting to be violent. I, it can mean that, of course, but it can also be inclusive of the feeling of being under attack. Let's say your boss is mad at you. You have way too many deadlines coming due. You're stressed out about finances and how you're going to make rent this month, or you're having issues with your family. You're fighting with them, tension in your relationship, whatever it is, these things still make us feel like our lives are in danger and that our well-being is at stake. They are the modern day versions of feeling like, you know, you're about to go pick berries, but you're worried that there's a predator who's chasing after you. And so we have all the stress that we as a society are collecting and accumulating, not just from our busy, busy, go, go, go lives, but also from the always on culture of getting emails nonstop, never being able to shut off. And there's also social media, which gives us the constant fear and feeling that we may be rejected by our social network, that we're comparing ourselves to other people. And if you think about it, that function is very natural in us because when we were living as hunter-gatherers back in the day when all these processes were developing within us, if a person was ostracized from the group, it essentially meant death for them because we had to live in these packs of people in order to survive. You had to be with other people because let's say you and your family are going to try to kill a large animal to have food. It takes a bunch of people to do that. You know, there are people who are building the shelters. There are people who are tending to the children. There are people who have all sorts of jobs. But back in the day, it was very, very necessary for us to live in these very large units in order to survive. And so what that translates to today is that whenever we have the risk of being ostracized or being rejected socially, it brings up these same fight or flight responses in us because we fear what the results will be to our overall well-being in this world. What my acupuncturist shared with me was that so many of us are so used to being in that fight or flight sympathetic nervous system response almost all the time that we have forgotten what it means to have our parasympathetic nervous systems activated, to be in that rest and digest, that creative, that free-flowing state of being, because stress is just our default. We're just used to being go, 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 always on the move, one thing to the next, operating off of pure adrenaline all the time. 
here are some physical symptoms for if you might be experiencing this sort of continuous fight or flight, if you have hair loss, if you have trouble sleeping and you feel really wired at night, can't fall asleep, if you feel like you're dizzy ever, if you're feeling tension in your muscles or you're clenching your jaw, if you're having stomach or digestive issues, maybe your libido has really changed and you have issues functioning when trying to have sex. You might be getting sick often. If you feel like you're getting a cold really easily, then that means that your immune system has been weakened by stress. And it can also feel emotional and mental like anxiety or irritability. You may be having panic attacks or feel depressed or feel very sad. And some behaviors that come with all of this is maybe, you know, you're drinking a little too much or you're, you know, doing something that's compulsive, compulsively shopping or internet browsing, smoking, problems with eating, whatever it might be. There are so many indicators that your body is in fight or flight. And even as I go through this list of symptoms, I see for myself how many I have on daily basis that I just, you know, think are normal because they've been going on for so long. And what was really amazing for me about this experience with this acupuncturist is that, you know, I've seen so many amazing healers, acupuncturists, Reiki healers, massage therapists, blah, 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 nutritionists, doctors, Chinese medicine purveyors. And no one has so clearly articulated to me in such a simple but meaningful way. What she said is that you don't know how to relax. You literally do not understand how to relax. And your job right now is to remind your body what it feels like to relax. Because when it's been so long since you've ever routinely and regularly been in a parasympathetic nervous system state, that you just have to retrain your body how to do it now. So that's what we're talking about. These are now the steps for your two-day stress cleanse. It's what I've been doing every day and I've really, really been enjoying. So I hope you guys are enjoying it too. So grab a pen and your notebook and take some notes if this is something that you're interested in. So the very, very first thing that I love is that my acupuncturist quote-unquote prescribed me with 30 minutes twice a day of relaxation. So I have to relax for half an hour every day twice a day, which is great. I've never really done that before. You know, obviously sometimes I'll sit and I'll watch TV and it's way more than, you know, an hour a day, but I'm not intentionally relaxing or training my body about how to be in a parasympathetic nervous system state. So what she suggested is that for those 30 minutes, I can either meditate I can meditate and do a body scan. I can listen to soothing sound therapy music, or I can listen to a yoga nidra recording. So I actually do all of these things and I kind of alternate between them. Um, but I can tell you guys, you know, what might be the easiest if you're just getting started. I would probably start with either finding a guided body scan meditation and doing that. 
or you can just listen to music for 30 minutes while laying down. And it has to actually be something that's called delta or theta sound healing or sound therapy. And essentially, it's music that helps promote your brain into being in a less active state and a more dreamlike, restful state. You're slowing down and lengthening those brain waves so that it's not the same energy as like doing, thinking, going. It's more the energy of resting and relaxing. So I actually found something on Spotify that I really like. It's an artist on Spotify that you can find called Zen Life Relax, and it's all one word. And I'm following them on Spotify, and they have a few tracks there. There's this album called 432HC Miracle Tone, and I love it. It's super relaxing. A lot of the tracks are around 30 minutes, so it's perfect for laying down and resting and relaxing. I also downloaded this app on my phone, and I think it's just called Yoga Nidra Light, and it just has one meditation on it, but I've been listening to that. I listened to it a few times. I'll probably get bored of it soon, but it's a really nice place to start. For those of you who don't know Yoga Nidra, it's a guided form of meditation where a person, um, you listen to their voice and they guide you through all this different imagery. It's really, really very cool. Um, and then a body scan is kind of a classic meditation technique where you're moving part by part through your body and willing each part of that body to relax. Um, and there's a type of meditation called mindfulness-based stress reduction, and they rely very heavily on body scans. So that's the first thing. Take 30 minutes every day just to relax. Very easy, very straightforward. Oh, and sorry, that's actually 30 minutes twice a day. So do it in the morning and at night or in the afternoon, whatever, it doesn't matter. The second piece of this is to take yourself off of social media and technology as much as you can. And you don't have to be perfect about it, but shutting off those urgent reminders, those things that are pinging us all the time, is really, really important for 48 hours. So you could even just make a little announcement on your social media feeds and say, hey, I'm taking a couple of days off here, doing a little bit of a technology detox. Um, you can even tell your friends, hey, um, I may not text you back for a couple days because I'm trying to stay off my phone as much as possible. That is a huge, huge one for me. And you guys have probably noticed I haven't been very active on social media because even though I love it, I do find myself when I'm on it, I get into this really like amped up state where I'm like, okay, got to get through these messages. want to write all these people. I want to be like, go, go, go. And that's just the opposite of what we're trying to cultivate during this two-day stress cleanse. The third thing is to watch your breathing during the day. So notice your breaths. Notice if they're short and shallow or if they're relaxed and deep. And you want to be breathing the latter way. So long, deep breaths that fill your stomach and you breathe out. So you really want to have the breath go deep into your belly, these long belly breaths, instead of just these short, 
shallow breaths that we make where it's really just reaching the top of our chest. So I've been doing this as I've been hanging out with family or even out hanging out with my husband and my dog. I'll just sort of in the back of my mind notice if my breaths are long and deep and if they're not, I'll just return back to five intentional deep breaths. Even while I'm in the middle of a conversation or cooking dinner or hanging out, it's a really easy thing to do. But you can just remind yourself, okay, breathe deep. Breathe deep throughout the day. And you're building that habit of that's how you should be breathing all the time. I'm actually doing it right now as I'm recording this podcast, willing myself to breathe in through my belly, breathe out. Okay, the next thing is about your bedtime routine. The evening time is so important because while we're sleeping, we are resetting our cortisol levels. Cortisol is that hormone, stress hormone that gets released when we are feeling anxious and tense. And sleep is a really great way to balance out and regulate the excess cortisol that's been flowing through our bodies. So what I've been doing is I've been taking a melatonin pill. I've been taking 25 milligrams of it before I go to sleep at night, about 30 minutes to an hour before I sleep. And melatonin is a naturally occurring hormone in your body that helps regulate your sleep cycles at night. And I've been finding that I've been sleeping more deeply and restfully when I take it. And you can get it, you know, at your local vitamin store. And after I take the melatonin, I know I have about 30 minutes to an hour. And I've been really letting myself relax deeply in that 30 minutes to an hour. I take long hot shower or a bath and I try to incorporate aromatherapy in that so essentially using oils um, or something that smells really really good that allows me to just sort of sink into how relaxing this moment is and I don't look at my phone at all I don't rush myself and I try to just be really gentle. If I have time, I'll also make myself a nice, hot, warm cup of herbal tea and read a little bit, read a few pages of something especially relaxing before I go to sleep or listen to music. So I could be doing one of my, um, you know, twice daily 30 minute relaxations then. But the idea is I want to lay into bed feeling as relaxed and rested as possible so that it creates a really nice bridge from waking life to sleeping life of deep restfulness. Okay, and then the final thing, the final component of this two-day stress cleanse is no judgment. Don't judge yourself. You are not allowed to judge yourself. And by that, you are not allowed to use the phrase should or could at all. As in, oh, I should be working right now. Or, oh, I could be doing my emails. Oh, I should be doing something more productive. Oh, I could be using this time more efficiently. Oh, I should have worked out today. Oh, I could have run harder when I went for that jog. Get all those out the door. Because the main key to relaxing is to embracing and loving yourself and not taking yourself so seriously. Don't be so hard on yourself. So go gentle, go easy, 
No shoulds, no coulds, no beating yourself up, and no judging of yourself. That is the most important one out of all these tips I mentioned. And that also applies to how you go about this two-day cleanse. If you mess up, quote unquote, and you don't do your 30 minutes twice a day, or you were on social media for an hour when you shouldn't have been, the key to this cleanse is to not let it bother you. Embrace it. Chalk it up to the fact that that's what you needed at the time. The whole idea of this is to de-stress and to let your body unwind itself and go back to the state that it's meant to be in, not to create more stress in your life by getting angry at yourself for not doing everything perfectly. The goal here is not to do this plan perfectly for 48 hours. The goal here is to do it imperfectly so that you are relaxed and happy. Just do whatever comes easily for you. Do whatever you're drawn to and excited about. So that is the whole cleanse. I will just wrap things up really quickly. For 48 hours, you're going to, one, do two 30-minute sessions of deep relaxation. And that can either be meditation, body scan, yoga nidra, or delta theta sound therapy. You are going to take a break from social media and tech intentionally and as much as possible. You are going to watch when you can be taking deeper breaths throughout the day and encouraging yourself to do so. Four, you're going to cultivate a beautiful evening bedtime routine that involves either a shower or a bath and some intentional unwinding every night, two nights. And then lastly, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to relax, relax, relax. You're not going to judge yourself if you aren't doing things perfectly. You're never going to say anything with the word should or could. Instead, you're going to say, I want or I deserve. So instead of I should be working right now, you say, I want to be relaxing instead. I deserve to be focusing on my health instead. And really at the end of the day, when you do these things and you allow your body to regain its familiarity and comfort while it's in the parasympathetic nervous system of rest and digest, it actually makes all of us better because we are able to access those higher level skills of creativity and cognitive thinking when we're relaxed, unlike when we are stressed out and in fight or flight. So just remembering that all of this quote unquote, you know, distraction or, you know, this nice to have of retraining your nervous system, it is actually essential. It is actually a must have. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I actually have to skedaddle over to an acupuncture appointment that starts in 10 minutes. So that's all I have for you today. But as a reminder, I want to say, as always, please, 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 this holiday season, love yourself, listen to yourself, and say yes to your life so that your life can say yes to you. I'll see you guys soon and happy new year. We're coming into 2022.